Shalom. Today's daf Yomi is Nidharm daf Pei Beis, Nidharm 82. We're going to start on the bottom of 81B and pay off from a base two lines from the bottom. And so the Gemara wants to know what's the position of the Chachamim, the position of the rabbis who are in the position that if you refrain from bathing, you take a vow that you're not going to bathe or put on adornments, kishut, that that is, in a, that is going to be considered inoy nefesh, affliction of the soul. So in that, which the husband can revoke such a vow. So now the Gemara asks the following question, So Rabbi turns to Rav Nachman, and he says, let's say there's a woman, Isha, let's say there's a woman who prohibits upon herself, marital intercourse. According to the Rabbanan, under what circumstances can the husband annul the vow? Do we say it's a vow of Enoi Nefeshu? Do we say it's a vow that is considered to be affliction of the soul? And so, therefore, the husband can annul the vow even as it relates to other people. Or do we say this is something that is a matter just between him and her? And so, therefore, he's only able to relay it as it relates to uh, revoke it as it relates to himself. So, Rav Nachman said to Rav, Amrway Tinisua. This is indeed a uh, Mishnah, which we're going to get to on Tzadi Amabez. There it says that if a woman says, meaning to say a woman prohibits upon herself marital relations with every single Jew, and this includes her husband as part of that category, now we're on the top of 82a, on Pebezim et Alf, then the Mishnah says, That it means to say that he's able to annul this vow as it relates to him. And so we see from here that, that if she prohibits his relations with her, she's going he's able to annul it. And so therefore he's going to be she is going to be allowed to engage with him. But with respect to every other Jew, the vow is not going to be revoked. And so therefore if he divorces her, the husband divorces her and she marries somebody else, she's going to be prohibited to have relations. So so we see from here that he's not that it's going to be considered a vow between him and her, and not a vow of Enoi Nefesh. So the Gemara is going to say Amrius, and that's exactly what the Gemara says now. Amrius neder Enoi Nefesh. If you're going to say this is a vow that's just going to be considered a vow of affliction of the soul, then Why would we say that the vow is not going to be revoked? as relates to the rest of the Jewish people. Don't we learn in the Mishnah on 79b that if, a, if there's a soul that has, that if there's a vow that's going to be considered Enoi Nefesh, the husband can annul it even as it relates to other people. So Shmami, now don't we learn from here that if, a, that if the woman makes a vow from having relations, that it's not going to be considered a vow of Enoi Nefesh, a vow of affliction of the soul. It's going to be a vow of that it's a vow of something that only relates between the husband and his wife, and therefore he's only allowed to know it as it relates to him, but not relates to everybody else. The Gemara pushes off this proof. The Gemara says, yes, indeed we can learn from the Mishnah that there is no Enoi Nefesh in such a vow. It's not affliction of the soul, but we only learn that according to the position of Rabbi Yossi. The according to the position of the Rabbanan, there's still place to ask this question. That Mishnah was only said where the, where the woman says, I'm not going to have relations with the other Jews. That was only said according to the position of Rabbi Yossi. But according to the Rabbanan, we still don't know the answer. The Amar of Huna, Kula Pirkin Rabbi Yossi. How do we know that this Mishnah was only according to the position of 
Rabbi Yossi, because Rav Huna taught this whole chapter, all the all the Mishnahs of this chapter, even the ones that are taught anonymously, they're all taught according only according to the position of Rabbi Yossi. And Rabbi Yossi is the one who taught them. Mimai, how do we know that this is the case? Kivan de Ketani, because since it says in the first Mishnah on 79a, Rabbi Yossi, Omer, Ein Elu Nidre, Inu Nefesh, Rabbi Yossi is of the position that these are the vows that are not going to be considered vows of affliction of the soul. And, and he himself then continues to say, Ve'elu Hein Nidre, Inu Nefesh, and these are the ones that are afflictions of the soul. And if that's the case, we know from this that from here on in our chapter, the entire chapter is going to be the position of Rabbi Yossi. And so therefore, to a Mishnah, So why would we then have to go back and repeat at the end, this is the position of Rabbi Yossi. We already, say, we already said this. So we see, So we see from here, from this point on, is going to be the position of Rabbi Yossi. So the... Amar Shmuel Mishmedo to Levi. So then Shmuel says in the name of Levi, Kol Nedarim, all these vows, Baal Mefer Ishto, Chutzmin Hanasi Al Ponish, Enomurfer. All the vows a husband can annul for, for his wife, with the exception of a woman who says that, that she said, My benefit should be prohibited upon such and such a person. That he can't annul. Because that this is not going to be considered a vow of Enoi Nefesh if he if she afflicts herself upon an, if by prohibiting benefit from another man. Aval Hanas Pony but if she says such and such a person cannot have benefit upon me, well then the husband would be able to to nullify the vow, Mayfer, because there, by her saying she's not going to get any benefit from that person, then it is an affliction. By her not giving benefit to another man, that's not an affliction. But by her not being able to get a benefit from another man, that is an affliction.